1: Bad, bad girl.
2: Davis they- is buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside.
0: This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! oh! Aaron Harrison, beyond belief.
2: We did it. We beat those British We pastors. beat the British. Second Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting.
1: Hello everybody, happy Monday to you, June 27th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Monday morning. Hope everybody is doing well. How are you all?
0: I could be better. The Lightning lost the Stanley Cup last night, and I lost a significant amount of sleep because of it. So Monday's going to be a struggle, but we are here, ready to go. TJ, how are you? I ever doing, ask you how you are? Oh, that's that's nice of you to
1: ask, Justin. I'm doing great. Uh, nice morning. Looked like it rained a, a good deal last night, at least in my neck of the woods. But doing doing well. I also saw this morning. Had a good weekend. Saw this morning that you may want to also mute the, the station account too i don't know there's been a little bit of a kickback but there you go uh saw this morning a different a news station was giving away a get a weekend getaway to french lick although it's a it's three nights it's what what could somebody do in french lick for three nights and that's not to be mean to french lick i've heard nothing but great things about that place i've never been myself i've heard the golf course is amazing I, I hear the casino is nice. I just hear it's a real nice setup, one that you wouldn't probably expect in Indiana. But three nights there, Justin, that seems a little a, like a long a long weekend getaway, in
0: my opinion. It, it shows that you have not been there because you would know exactly what to do in French Lick for three days if you had been there. Because wow. all the golf courses are amazing. They have more than just one. They're, they have a couple, maybe even three, out in French Lick that are awesome. The casino's great. I could easily spend three days in French Lick.
1: Wow, I stand corrected. You came back Easy. quick. Okay, but all right. But hear me out here. I, I I figured they may have more than one golf course. Three would be amazing. That that would be that would be incredible. But I I just have only heard about the one, or maybe people have talked about it plural, and I didn't realize that. But okay, makes sense. Maybe they'd have more than one golfing. Good. I know they've got some trails and pretty hikes that you could do. All that's fine and dandy. Casino. You could. I just feel like there's downtime in between golfing and dinner and casino. What are you doing there? I guess maybe you could do a spa day one day. I'm sure they have a spa up there, but I, three nights still just seems a little steep to me, but I like your enthusiasm for French Lick. Maybe we can take a little bro trip up there.
0: Depending on how much sleep you got the night before, you might need a nap in that spot. Wow. Getting
1: a little crazy. Also, I, also I wonder what the median age is for the casino. See,
2: th- that, that's yeah. the kicker there. TJ is the, uh, Pretty sure French Lick is notorious for being a, a old folks kind of casino.
1: No, it, it was my grandma Definitely. and grandpa's vacation destination of choice. That was their romantic getaways. They'd go to French Lick, and they went pretty often. Hmm. So I imagine that they they had some friends up there, too. So no doubt, I'm sure that uh, it's an older an older crowd. Although, who am I kidding? I went to bed at like 10 p.m. every night this week. So you know yeah I, right. I'm, not, I'm not one to talk
2: i guess uh going to french like maybe that's the first sign like ooh, actually yeah i'm, I'm getting old
1: yeah that, that <laughs> potentially could be all right well if i win this contest uh we, we can all go together as a as a friend group it was i hope everybody had a good weekend roush did everything i know you went to a picnic i hope everything went well there i heard you didn't make a killing but that's all right it, it's for the church
2: yeah yeah it was fun and we uh you know, we, we brought our son to to the St. Martha picnic. It was a great setup, a nice variety. Um, you know, he, he got to go on the bouncies and play a couple different games. He's been not feeling a hundred percent as of late. So his uh like he's not he's not really sick, but it's just instead of being good for three hours to uh be a crazy person, like an hour and a half capped. Um and then he's just like, All right, I'm kinda of ready to go home. I'm tired. I just want to lay down. So I I did not get to explore as much as I wanted to. I really wanted to play horse racing bingo, which I'm not exactly sure how that game worked. I haven't seen that before. My assumption is that you get one of the five letters of bingo. um, And then every time one of your numbers is called, you move down the row to the finish line, kind of like the drinking game. I'm not sure if that's the case, but I I really wanted to play that one. That, That didn't get around to it. Didn't have enough time for that. Uh, but did appreciate the the variety and selection uh, they, they had there at the St. Martha picnic. Nice setup. Real nice setup.
1: Well, good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, we had a, a friend whose parents had a pool right by Martha. So we would go swim and then go to the picnic at night. Had a few years doing that, which were a really good time. And I agree right. with you. They do have a good setup in terms of just like it's pretty spread out. People mm-hmm. aren't really on top of one another, uh, which is always pretty enjoyable. Uh, That was the first weekend in June that I I, I didn't make it to a picnic. And Martha would have been the one that I would have gone to. But uh, I had had other plans, had other stuff going on. And like I said, I was out pretty early every every night this weekend. It was a quiet sports weekend. There are certainly things to talk about. uh, But in terms of news, sports news, not a lot, so I figured we just talk Roe v. Wade decision for the first hour and a half. Rouse, uh, you know what? I'm there's no shortage on takes. <laughs> no, there really isn't. Uh, no, really. In in terms of UK news, it was mostly kind of not great football recruiting news to some degree. Some good football team news potentially. We'll talk about that, and then from the basketball side of things, Robert Dillingham Day came through. That's exciting. But mm-hmm. it wasn't a surprise, and we've talked about what his commitment would mean and what kind of player he is, and what UK is getting there. We do have an update on, or at least maybe a slight update on DJ Wagner's recruitment. So there are things to talk about, just not it. It is it's summer radio again, Roush. No doubt about that.
2: Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, I guess we did get some sports news because uh, rooting, tooting, scooting. Bruiser Dingus, his his Lightning loss, big losers. I thought I thought you were back, Justin, but I guess it, it wasn't meant to be.
0: We were back, and then we were not back. It was pretty. It was pretty bad last night. Hey, did you see that the Lightning had a player uh, first time in NHL history? And then he loses in the Stanley Cup with the Lightning. How great! It was three straight trips. Three straight trips. Lost them all with three different teams. I saw the Stanley Cup
1: was dented during celebration. Did anybody see that?
0: (laughs) No, I missed that.
1: It was, um, yeah, I think ESPN tweeted out a video of it or something like that. But they were taking their team picture on the ice, everybody celebrating, and the guy who had the cup was skating over there, and he was going to bend down real low and be at the bottom of the big group picture and have the Stanley Cup down on the ice. But he kind of tripped a little bit, and just the, the brim of it, the base of it, Hit the ice first and just comes in ever so slightly. So, yeah, a little, little dent at the bottom of the Stanley Cup for when they go through all their celebrations. And they hadn't won a Stanley Cup since 2001. Is that so? Yep. So that'd be correct. a big deal out there. The first time I ever went to Colorado, I think, was like 2002. And you saw Avalanche stuff everywhere. And there's still a lot of Broncos Super Bowl stuff everywhere uh, back then as well. And now that you think of it, been a, it had been until Peyton Manning had been a A little bit of a drought there for Denver sports team nuggets no championships and then the Rockies had been to a world series but nothing to nothing to show for it so congrats to them sorry to scoots I'm sure the lightning will be okay although isn't the way the NHL set up is where if you're bad you won't be bad for very long and if you're good you may not be good for for overly long I know the lightning are on a really incredible run right now but shouldn't that be an indication that it's all going to come collapsing down on you soon here Justin
0: yeah, I mean that's what that's what I was ga- gathering online last night. Everybody says lightning are going to look going to look way different next year. So I don't know the logistics of it all, contracts and all that. But yeah, I mean that, that's pretty accurate. They it, it's more fair than any of the other sports leagues with how the pendulum can swing. Well, I'd I, love to get I'd love
1: to get into hockey someday. I say it all the time, so it seems probably unlikely that I do, but. Uh, if you think that we don't really, or at least talking personally, I should say, Scoots knows some hockey here and there. But if you don't think we know what we're talking about with UK football, basketball, this, that, or the other, you should have us talking some hockey here for a bit. Really, really make myself look silly doing that. So, uh, there, there are my Stanley Cup takes. Stanley Cup damaged.
2: I'm uh, I'm surprised that doesn't happen more with the Stanley Cup. I feel like if there's a trophy that gets roughed up. More so than because I, I remember having the uh, the 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 baseball the little spires like the the flag things one of those broke off and I think there was uh, who dented the Super Bowl trophy was it Gronk who dented it you yeah, know like,
1: thrown over the bay uh, uh, like you know a good deal of water where it could have fallen in and been lost to the bottom of the sea but I'm sure they would have had divers go and find that probably by the end of the day in all seriousness but yeah I don't know who put a dent in the in the Lombardi trophy I, I just remember the toss.
2: Either way, the Stanley Cup feels like it gets roughed up more so than any because it's so cool and you can pour beer in it. So I'm surprised we we don't see that happen more often.
1: All right. This is a terrible radio topic, but it's Monday morning in late June. Favorite trophy handed out in sports? Somebody, Scoots, go first.
2: Oh, Oh, boy. Well, no. Scoots. No. no. Not good. Not good. Uh I'm going to I'm going to go off the beaten path. Wanamaker trophy because it's just so like it 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 looks like a normal size trophy and then when they hold it up you realize that is the thing is enormous and it's
0: just aesthetically it's the best. But <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> What Scoots? What what's go, what's what'd you say? I didn't say anything.
0: You <laughs> you you were
1: lagging or something, and then it just picked up what you probably maybe it said thirty seconds ago. Or something. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah was was, very he, odd. Ross, definitely aesthetically the best, but that's all we heard. So we didn't oh. know. I, went, I went with the,
0: or what? Sorry, I went with the World Series trophy. Was my answer? Okay. just because oh. it looks the best.
1: Yeah, and I, that's a you can't really go wrong with any of them. I'm going green jacket just because something you can wear much mm. cooler than a trophy. Because uh, you can, I mean, you can wear it. People could come over. You could say, "Hey, you want to try on the the old green jacket?" It's uh, much cooler than just holding a trophy. So, green jacket. While I think the Masters is not my favorite major, I do think they have the best trophy. I think that's part of the reason why it gets so much attention. To be honest with you,
0: did they get a normal trophy too?
1: I'm sure they get like a medal or.
0: Yeah, something.
2: I actually noticed something when they were in the Butler Cabin this year. They they had a trophy, and that was the first time I ever remembered there being a trophy. So I, yes, I, I but I do remember having that same question, and then seeing it
1: this year and be like, oh, they actually do have a trophy in there.
0: I, yeah, I have it. a trophy. Green jackets out. You can't use that as your answer. And uh, liquor Cabin, they have
1: the trophy presentation. They have the fire. It's all nice, and it's 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 such a quaint setup. They have the amateur amateur in there. They give him the lime drink lime green jacket.
2: Oh, <laughs> this is brightly colored.
1: You just have to wear it until you get your professional card. <laughs> <laughs> then you're allowed to take it off. Uh, golf tournament this weekend was I gosh I was we had it on. We were had a family. A kid's birthday party, which I'm just uh my my nephew George, who is one years old, very exciting stuff. But I've just realized I'm gonna have we're gonna have family kid birthday parties pretty much every month from the rest of time, I think. And that's and that'll be fun and that'll be nice. Mm-hmm. But point is I didn't actually get to see like the final four holes of the golf tournament. I was just happy to see JT Poston doing well, Roush. That was exciting for yeah, yeah. Aaron Fleener. And uh, but
0: then was there a choke job there, Justin? Did you get to see it? Was it with Figala? I didn't watch it, but I was following uh lightly. Was it okay. Figala? Yeah, I think so. I,
1: yeah. I think it was I think we everybody thought it was gonna kind of be this exciting finish and uh, did not come to fruition.
2: Yeah, I want to say he doubled the last hole. Uh, hit into like hit into a bunker and ended up doubling uh to give the tournament to Zander Schoffle. Uh but I, I was doing most of my watching Saturday afternoon uh, for whatever reason. That was the downtime we we turned the golf on. And, man, Rory McIlroy, God love that guy. He is just, it's so much fun to watch McIlroy meltdown because it happens in only the ways that you, very bad golfer, can melt down. So, on Friday, he was leading by six shots. And then... Had a quadruple bogey and was hitting it from one sand trap to another. He was putting eight, and he he one putted an eight. <laughs> and then on Saturday, it was his second tee shot. He hit a tree eighty yards ahead of the tee box. I mean, he just hit it directly at a tree, and it like kicked over. He that on that hole he had a one putt double. I think it was either a one putt bogey or a one putt double bogey. Where it was just like. Yeah, it was a one putt bogey because on his fourth shot, he just hit an insane, um, you know, blind shot, 175 yards. I mean, it's it was incredible. But it's like only Rory that that, that's my tee shot, you know. Like, okay, just don't hit the one tree that's right out there by the fairway, and he hits the one tree.
1: Mm -hmm. He should be better at golf, I suppose. (laughs) So funny. We get the John Deere Classic this weekend, and then you get the Barbasol the weekend after that, is that still in Lexington? They move it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Still in Lexington. And this year it's the final qualifier for the open. So, uh, you get a lot of euros who are trying to, to win it, to punch their ticket to the British open. Um, you know, not everybody will be playing, but instead of happening at the same time, you'll see more folks where it's, it actually is kind of a tune up before they fly across seas. I would imagine most of the, the big names get there early to kind of, Used to playing link style, but hey, if you you aren't guaranteed a spot, that that's where you're going to go, Lexington, Kentucky.
1: The looking at the golf schedule, the Genesis Scottish Open is the is the same weekend as the barbasol so yeah, probably you're going to have a lot of people go over there and say, "Hey, Mm -hmm. I'm a little bit closer. I'm overseas already, and I'll get a little practice in on this style of golf." Not great news for the barbasol but they'll have a good time out there regardless. They always do. Usually, uh, toasty and hot, but hey. At this point, I think we're we're mostly used mm-hmm. to it. You're yeah, probably yeah. used to some delicious Thornton's donuts, and hopefully you're used to texting into the Thornton's text line 502-414-1450. You text it in, we'll read it on air. Uh, semi-quiet from the weekend, understandably so, because after after Friday, not a ton of, of news in the sports world, but we'd love to hear from you and your co-workers would love to see you come into the office with some donuts. Maybe some coffee. They've got fresh fruit. They've got it all at Thornton's. Check them out. Today, Dillingham, a cat. No drama, Rouse, just the way I Mm -hmm. like it. It uh, went very smoothly. No surprises, no twists, no turns. We had a great feeling about this one for a a couple months now.
2: And uh, this is the part where we've got to tip our cat to intern Jacob. Um, He did it. He single-handedly is the reason why uh, Robert Dillingham is a wildcat.
1: Really is. Uh, we thank Jacob for his service. If that doesn't earn a picture from Severe Wheeler with Jacob, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know what, what will. Would. I don't know what would. So. Ooh, maybe
2: Wheeler doesn't like Jacob because dealing him, he's recruiting over Wheeler.
1: Yeah, but I think Wheeler's he's done after this year, right? I mean, maybe he'd have one COVID year if he wanted See,
2: to. Yeah, and that's where I get. That'd be a lot of COVID years, years
1: sure. because he had two at Georgia. This would be two at UK.
2: He, so he could, in theory, get the COVID year. But I think we're all under the assumption that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, I think there were some pe- people wondering if he was going to be back for, for this upcoming season as, as well. Uh, so yeah, that that could potentially be it. You're on yeah. something. You're onto something there. But no, these are always the best ones—the ones you don't have to sweat out. It seems like Kentucky's always involved in the wildest and craziest things. Decisions coming down at the wire at midnight, or people not even ever playing for UK, and the most weird, crazy scenarios. High school diplomas figured out months after the fact, and uh, it's just nice when they're smooth. And yep. that, that's and for somebody that's already decommitted from one school and plays at Kanye West High School. Yeah, you heard that right. You would think maybe it would have been more twists and turns than this thing, but no credit to UK staff, especially Chen Coleman. He was the one to get this done. And I asked Travis Graft a question, Roush. I thought, personally, I thought it was kind of a good question. Uh, not to toot my own horn, toot, toot, but with every, It's always been, it's, or it's always been, it's been weird for UK basketball over the last several years now. It hasn't really been the, as the same as the beginning of the Calipari era. So with Chin sealing the deal here, and if you'll remember, once he decommitted from NC State, Chin told Robert Dillingham, I'm not going to lose you twice. Because he was hmm. kind of recruiting him to Illinois before he came over to UK. And then they were looking into him at UK, but they were pretty much DJ Wagner bust before a change of heart from Cal Perry. And we're happy that he did do that. And then also he decommitted. So it gave an opportunity to go recruit him again. But Chin said, I'm not going to lose you twice. He did not. So I asked Graf, what happens if Chin's going to be a hot commodity after this year? Plus, if everybody remembers... They had he had a spat with Calipari on the sidelines. No,
2: dude, a coach dude. yelled at his another coach.
1: And it got so heated that Chin signed an extension this year. So oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so they they hate each other. Everything's so bad. But extent you know, contracts can be broken if he gets a better job with Jay leaving. I don't think you can rule out the possibility of him taking another assistant job somewhere else. I doubt that would happen. But maybe he gets a shot of being a head coach somewhere nice. Mm-hmm. Maybe the DePaul job opens up and PVC's what. Success he's had. Cal recommends him. Uh, Chin gets to get back into the Chicago area. Probably would be a kind of a good fit now that I'm talking it out in public. Although DePaul's got a coach and that's not currently an opening. But long story short, if yeah. Chin were to leave, would we worry about Robert Dillingham's commitment, maybe leaving? Because what a because if something could go wrong for UK basketball lately, it seems like it does. So yeah. is that a possibility? Travis Graf said no, doesn't w- would not anticipate that. Thinks Dillingham. For a variety of reasons, is 100% locked in with UK, and I've taken a little bit of liberties with his answer, but said nothing to worry about in that regard. But it did cross my mind on Friday when he did commit, because I'm really excited about him. I think he is going to absolutely be a lottery pick, and he's going to be a really, really fun college guard to watch. Just UK fans been a little snake bitten lately.
2: Yeah, yeah. There's a Murphy's Law feels like it has applied quite a bit as of late. Uh, in this scenario so you were thinking through all the ways it could possibly go wrong um especially in a straightforward seemingly drama free recruitment um but yeah no I, I I love to hear that from a top five guy where the, the the it's tough to pin this down Tj because rankings change like I I'm almost certain in Wallace was a top five guy when he committed. But he's now seventh uh, in the final rankings consensus. Uh, but Cal has not coached a top five consensus player since Cal. So uh, to be able to get a guy of this caliber on campus uh, and, and to actually have them play, not just have sharp, you know, show up on the bench, it'll be huge. It'll be absolutely huge. And uh, TJ. Uh, you know this. This kind of ties into the other big recruiting story we're going to discuss. But there was a, you know, obviously after the COVID season, he Calipari knew that the changes he made after Kenny Payne weren't working. Let's let's get back to to what we know, what we do well. And since then, he, the, the the check marks on the recruiting trail he's gotten after early and often. You know, you had to get Reed Shepard, and he took care of that right away uh dillingham top five guy you got right away early on in the process where now when they go down to the peach jam here in a couple weeks dillingham's gonna be talking about the guys he's going to be recruiting and stuff like that so uh the 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 early check marks in the recruiting have paid off and and now um now cal's going overseas to recruit dj wagner now your attention turns to that so that, that's always been the big one, but the ones that felt like the the small victories that Kentucky fans wanted to see, Cal's done them and really done it without any hesitation, done it rather easily. So you're, you're checking a lot of the right boxes to, to, to keep this train moving uh, down the right tracks.
1: Hillhead we will head over to Spain. We Do we ever get an answer what was going on in New York? Again, not that I think it's a big deal. Was shocked by the reaction to all that, but I guess I shouldn't be when it comes to some UK fans in this crazy world. But do we ever get an answer about what was going on with all that? I'd like to tell myself he was just locking up DJ Wagner. He was on the other side of the river and was making sure that – just making sure everything was good with DJ. Yeah,
2: we, we got a – uh, UK spokesperson statement, but um, nothing that was like ironclad, like, oh, this is why. And I, I appreciated Matt's guesstimation, which was he was planning on being there. Um, and then it just when he found out Jay's going to be there, there's probably a little bit of resentment on that side of things. And that, like it just it could have been just a bad look, all or it just could have been awkward. So it's like, you know what, I'm just not going to go. I felt like that was not a, a bad hypothetical. Like, you were going to be there for Ty-Tab, but then would you share a table with a guy who just left you for Duke? You know, it,
1: it just... Oh, it was, I, I think that's totally ridiculous. Not saying it's wrong. I don't know any better than anybody else. But the Jay stuff, who, goodness gracious, who cares? I mean, I mean, he probably cares, though. He's probably pissed that Jay left him, <laughs> right? Like, know, I mean, like, we, we, we explained it out pretty well, like, Jay gets to say, "Hey, look at the three best recruiting schools in the country right now: Texas, Kentucky, and Duke." And Jay, well, what head coaching job is he going to get after this? I mean, probably a pretty darn tootin' good job. So, yeah. if, Cal, if Cal can't see that, then that's well, for Cal's part. If that's actually yeah. true, I, to the point where I'd, I'd, I'd find it hard to believe. But
2: counterpoint, though, he used the UK job as leverage to get a better salary at Duke, right? Like that, it was pretty clear that when Jay. Turned down Duke to go back to UK. He was doing that as a salary leverage play.
1: And I bet that pissed Cal off. Jay Lucas, the first coach to ever try to get a better, more money for a job. I, I,
2: I'm just saying, I, I think it's very reasonable for coaches to be petty. I mean, look at the Eric Wolford situation, right? Like coaches are very petty.
1: That that would be a, a terrible look for Cal if there's any truth to it. Now I, now, I do think it was a lose-lose situation with the sharp, with the sharp spot. Because, but again, you knew he was going to be there, so it wasn't like—and that's the same thing. Maybe you didn't know Jay was going to be there necessarily, but you're a, la, a late-minute scratch. The Hall of Fame head coach decides not to go because an assistant coach at Duke is going to be there. But with the Shaden situation, not that he didn't know all this stuff was going to be on the table anyways, Right. you sit with them, UK fans probably get mad at you. They they buy into the whole the the whole conspiracy of Cal had to know he he they were just using the program uh, which would be annoying and of course Cal would have loved to coach this dude but neither here nor there or you don't sit with him and yeah. and people are like hey he's not sitting with his own player they, this is awkward they've got UK on all his on his all his you know little bylines and whatnot bylines but what are they chirographs or whatever but
2: Chiron. Yeah. yeah. CG on, is
1: on, the, is the on, uh, out of things but <laughs> on that. And then the coaches even sit with them or interacts with them after he's picked that's awkward. That's maybe not a good look. So maybe they just determined, Hey, best just to stay away from this whole situation. But we could all just lie to ourselves and saying that he was locking up the DJ Wagner. Record. Yes.
2: I think that's the best way to do it. Instead of just realizing that, uh, yeah, there's not a whole lot to gain from him to actually be there. Uh, And I
1: didn't see UK's little statement on that, but Cal's going to get asked about it. So I don't know what Whiten's going to do. He's good at
2: him and and hauling around answers, though. That's nothing. He's never sure, but
1: you can even in the (laughs) him and and hauling, you can learn actually something, or he can get pressed on it because he does get pressed on stuff from time to time. So, but you're right. He is a a, he can him and haul with the best of them, no doubt about it. He'll head over to Spain to watch DJ Wagner. Mm -hmm. I, I almost wish that Ian Jackson wasn't going to be there, too, because now it, it may, you, now it's a good decision for Cal to go there. Because if you get one of those two guys, you pair him with Dillingham, a lot of people think Jackson's going to reclassify. He gave one of the most obvious, yes, I'm going to reclassify, but I can't say it right now. And <laughs> the round, I wish I had it pulled up for you, but maybe I can find it because we're due for a break anyways. But Cal will go over there, watch those guys play for Team USA. it be a nice little trip to Spain. That doesn't sound like the worst thing in the world either. But uh, we'll see. You add one more with Dillingham, and I think you've got the best backcourt in in college basketball for that season. And, of course, that's having no clue what other backcourts are going to look like, but you're going to have to show me something special to top a DJ Wagner, Dillingham backcourt, or even Jackson, who a lot of people think maybe is the best NBA prospect left in high school basketball starting today. That'd be good. It would be a good, good way to start your 2023, 2024 season, not even having any clue what else is going to be around you at that point. So get it done, Cal.
0: Woohoo. Woohoo!
2: Which there's um he doesn't have to go quite as far to see another player he's recruiting now. Well, let's discuss that big offer uh after the break.
1: Yeah, that's newsworthy, too. I just got to learn more about the the kid, the situation, everything else going on with it. We'll come back, we'll talk about it. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call to start UK, Radio. Right, burn, you Soon, right, ballon, your, hurt, your
0: now, I like the way Hi, I'm looking for Kentucky Roll Call. What do you know about
2: Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush?
1: Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call, here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Really rushing back during that commercial break there. Hope everybody is doing well. Fun first segment. As Roush mentioned, though, Segment number 2 may be fun cuz people love them some Kentucky high school basketball players Roush playing for UK.
0: Yeah, woohoo. Yeah. Did we lose Roush? We sure
1: did. It's not there. <laughs> He's it's actually just the pro long teased. <laughs> he, he, he's that segment, and now the anticipation is just killing us at this point. Uh, and you know what? That's 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 the way that it should be. I uh, know if you missed it, I was surprised by this, although I think Calipari's just taken a brand-new approach to the whole thing, and I don't really blame him. But Travis Perry of Lyon County has received an offer from UK. He's a 2024 player, so you wouldn't see him – in a U.K. uniform until the 2024-2025 season. So that's a a long way away from seeing him playing for U.K. at Rupp Arena. But he may go down as the top scorer in Kentucky high school basketball history. I think he's on pace to do just that. So I think Calipari's got a new approach. I ain't dealing with people freaking out and being crazy about offering or not offering. I'll just offer them. If they want to jump on it, we've got 13 scholarships, and they can either play their – Play their way onto the court or not. I think it's a good approach by Calipari, but I don't really know too much about his game to really know if he's UK level or not. I've heard some people worry that he, if Dante Allen couldn't make it at UK, that that he may have issues too. But the thing is, he's he's incredibly young too, so it, it's really yeah. tough to say.
2: Yeah, and the uh, the thing with Travis Perry too is he's been playing varsity basketball I think since seventh grade, so that's it's part of the re- and he and he's been their best player for that long um i think he's only i want to say 1700 points away from passing king kelly coleman and it's probably actually i think i might even have it stretched out too much because it is very attainable if he stays healthy uh point guard who's like i said been on the scene for quite some time and as we're seeing this time last year was about the time when Reed Shepard got his offer. Maybe it was a little bit early on, but it was the going into the junior year. uh, You just like he had done all the validating against the kind of small high school basketball um, opponents. He also played well in the sweet 16. He got there as a sophomore uh, last year, won a couple of games. Um, Actually, I want to say it was just one before falling in the second round. Uh, But, He did all the validating on that level, then went, played in the, I think he does the Adidas one as well, Uh, played in the circuit this spring, and then they were watching him at that tournament in Shelby County against the top teams around Kentucky and uh, did just enough to check all the right boxes for UK to to be a point guard that can, uh, you know, be a guy who's not going to dip out and leave uh, after, you know, a year when you get the transfer portal and providing a little bit of stability in the backcourt, a nice shooting ability. Um, I, I love that when I started tweeting about him, TJ, I had people who watched four highlight tapes that said, well, I don't think he plays enough defense, and he's not a good passer. It's all scoring first for him. It's like, oh, you mean the highlight tapes didn't showcase his defensive prowess? I'm, I'm shocked. I'm I'm shocked. Uh, I, I, I can't I cop for him. I've never watched him play, but I'm not going to judge his defensive or passing abilities based on uh, his highlight tapes alone.
1: That's a wise decision. That that, that wouldn't be a smart thing to do. Now, could he have some liability issues defensively? Maybe. I'm with you. I've got no idea. Don't don't know his game well at all. But as he goes older, as he goes older, as he gets older, and he goes to more events, and he's now representing a player that has an offer from Kentucky, he's going to get everybody's best. He's going to get to play on some of the biggest stages, I'm sure, in AAU events and whatnot. And then I I know people in that part of the state have had eyeballs on him for a while as is, but now the rest of the state is going to be following him closely. We'll be wanting Fox score updates from him and Reed Mm -hmm. Shepard pretty much every game uh, moving forward. So that it'll be some pressure on him. Time will tell if he's Kentucky caliber or not. Everybody can have their opinions now, or he can be like Roush and I and just not really know, but he won't be able to hide. If if some people think, you know, he doesn't play against good competition, blah, 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 blah. Uh, With the way the summers are now and have been for like 20 years now, you you just, if you're a good player, you can't, you can't really hide. Um, Shaden Sharp hit a little bit, but it worked out for him. And Mm -hmm. now, now, you know, now we'll see, but uh, totally apples and oranges. You can't, you can't hide once you're, once you're getting offers and you're choosing colleges, people are going to know if you're, if you're that level or not, and once you get there, it's a whole different story. But uh, do 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 people think you'll end up at UK? Is he a UK fan? Is this uh, just a matter of time sort of situation, or what, what's the feeling there, Roush? Any idea? Uh,
2: that I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure on because I I, I will ha- happily admit I wasn't sure if he was going to to get that UK offer or not, and I was going to start really doing my due diligence once that happened uh, because that... He he's your classic. You gotta you gotta watch this kid. But I don't. I, I've just never. With some of these scores, you don't know. Um, you just don't. I think the one difference between him and Dante Allen is uh, Perry's er, team has been successful consistently throughout him in a pretty good region. If I'm not mistaken, they're in that same region as University Heights and like Christian County and all of them, which they produce they produce some good some good basketball down there. Uh, so, uh, he, 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 at least his experience that we're Pendleton County. I mean, I mean, I guess they probably had to play Ashland, but in, in, in maybe Mason County, but outside of that, not a whole lot in Northeast Kentucky, not a whole lot of
1: competition shots fired at Northeast Kentucky.
2: Yeah. I'm taking the Western Kentucky Parkway over the double a, so sorry, double a suck it
1: more likely people are going to get mad of just you considering something Northeast or East or North or something like that.
2: Oh, like I, I like I didn't get as specific as it possibly could with my geography.
1: So, something along those lines. <laughs> uh, yeah. If they're, if they're down there with, you know, yeah, you know, UHA, that's tough. That, that, that is tough. There's some good basketball in that part of the state. Text that into the Thornton text line, 502 1450 Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. 1450 so that's a 2024 though so you got you got some time with that. Uh, my guess is I just automatically assume if a Kentucky player or a Kentuckian gets a UK offer that most likely they're probably going to end up at UK if UK actually wants them but with 2024 you may have some time with that or maybe he'll just jump on it you can make a case from a nil standpoint. Robert Dillingham already has nil gear that UK yep. fans can buy. So I don't, I, I don't think anybody really knows the rules on all that stuff, but maybe not a bad decision for him just to commit to UK, and then we could all get our Travis Perry shirts—just a, a oh. picture of his face as big as possible on the shirt.
2: Very happy that I was it up and I'm validated. It is Christian County, Hop Town, all those schools. So, okay. woo! woo, sweating that one out. The, <laughs> but it, it is. I I'm happy that this kid who has. Developed a sort of lore in his area, though, that his talent is validated elsewhere. Because I, I always feel bad when you have Joe, big time scorer, but it th- can easily be dismissed by some others as, "Oh, he ain't played nobody," you know. And kid, kids must be the real deal. So, looking forward to, to getting more well acquainted with his game, see what he can do. And hey, uh, if you're going to, if you're, if you're going to get ahead on anybody. The insight kids like that it feels like you're you're in the right lane. Uh, surprised, uh, no Kenny Payne involved yet, though. He's got offers from Ole Miss, Cincinnati, Western. I know Cincinnati and Western have been a uh, couple places he's visited more often than any other. Uh, but yeah, he he's he's made a trip to UK and he's got that offer now. So uh, only going up here uh, for Travis Perry.
1: Well, Kenny Payne by that year, he's masterpiece son going to be starting. At the position, so <laughs> oh man, no need for another guard. Thank you very
2: much. Can we much. can we talk about that just briefly? I when did he when did he come like when did that happen? I just saw an Eric Crawford profile where he's talking to Masterpiece. Had no idea Masterpiece kid was even on the roster.
1: So like you all fans have known about this for a couple months that it was going to happen. It just is, and that's. Sometimes that's like the worst thing that can happen for the average fan. If you're not like in, if, you're, if you don't pay attention to other radio shows religiously or you read stuff, you get into message boards or whatnot, you can miss some of that stuff. But then when the news actually happens, sometimes it's just lightly covered because a lot of people already kind of knew about it. But if you just weren't really plugged in for a little while, the news could have totally escaped you. So people have known about this for a while. Why they couldn't make it official, or didn't make it official, or it, maybe it was a scholarship. Not, nah, I, I don't know. I don't know why it took so long to become official. But now it is official. I don't know. I don't know much about it. I don't, I don't. Everybody I've talked to says there's no chance that there should be any sort of expectations for for him to lead the charge or even be one of the first players off the bench. Um, I don't know what they are. I don't know what they're going to do, Ralph.
2: I, I just, uh, from what I've gleaned, because uh, Hersey Miller did make headlines signing a big nil, nil deal when it first came public. I think he was at Tennessee State at the time. He was at one of the HBCUs. Transferred, got hurt, didn't play at all last year. So now he's going to walk on at UofL. And, um, uh, I mean, his dad, the, the connection is – Kenny Payne and Master P played against each other in high school, um, so there, there's at least a connection there. And he could be somewhat decent. I don't know, no. I but yeah, you're right. I don't think there's any expectations. It's just uh, if this kid turns out to be good. That'll be kind of cool. We'll be we'll be saying oh, and those uh those ads some more because uh, Master P. I don't know what his connection is to Louisville, but Master P's all over
1: Louisville all the time. Yeah, I, they. It's. i never in a million years thought U of L football recruiting would be killing it, and U of basketball recruiting is bringing a masterpiece on to solve their their backcourt issues. Um, interesting times. Interesting yep. times. But which? Yeah, they're, uh, they're, hey, Wolver finally got an offensive lineman to commit. Wow. They're, they're still in the Amoni Bates sweepstakes, kind of maybe like a decision supposed to be happening with that, like in a week. If they got him, I, I wouldn't even mind it. It would just be somewhat fascinating to see how that, all that would work out. But, yes, Roush, From back, I, I brought it up. We can kind of move over to that side of things from the football side of things. U of L's momentum continues, and this time in the trenches, a player that UK – that's the thing, Roush. For some of these Texas running backs and California receivers and quarterback, so be it, whatever. Kentucky's going to get their own. But – Coming near U.K.'s recruiting grounds in some areas and taking linemen, that's unacceptable in my opinion. Yeah, and Kentucky
2: hasn't recruited a ton in Indiana until recently. This kid, uh, I forget the school, is name, last name's Burgess, though. big 6'8 guy, uh, U.K., he had a U.K. offer on his slate. Uh, I, I, it, it was kind of regional competition, if I'm not mistaken, um, like your West Virginia's and Purdue's uh, in the mix, but a big kid. Uh, who moves well, they, they needed that. Uh, but I, I will say elsewhere in Indiana, Kendrick Gilbert, a defensive lineman for Cathedral, um, which if you've paid attention to any of the local Catholic schools, Cathedral is typically on the schedule for either X or Trinity, or, and I know PRP would go up there and play him sometimes. Uh, they got a crystal ball from Josh Edwards for Kendrick Gilbert, which is a good sign. Uh, Notre Dame was recruiting him hard when Brian Kelly was there, and his staff continued to recruit him hard. Down at LSU, he was a frequent flyer down there. So uh, that's promising. Uh, but, yeah, I, I know this weekend uh, upcoming, there's a couple of commitments. Uh, we'll get to that. There, there, was, there was a kid yesterday who officially visited Kentucky, uh, Sean Tompkins. He was a midweek visitor a week or two ago. He announced his commitment to Baylor. Uh, Kentucky wants to get a guard center tackle in this class. They've got the guard. Uh, he was a tackle option. They've still got another one out there that um, that has received some pretty big offers, but is low, has a lower profile from South Georgia. Doesn't talk a whole lot. Um, the Cats are in consideration for. So th- there's certainly other options out there. Uh, but the the big the big announcement coming this weekend, we've got Carmelo English, which I, I think everybody's under the impression that that one's going to be Auburn, and then Christian Conyer, which man th- this recruitment TJ, it's just as topsy turvy as they come.
1: Yeah, that's I knew we were gonna head to that, and we were gonna make our way there. But you and I both didn't like the Tennessee official visit still being on like Donkey Kong. We not a surprise to us that that it stayed on. But you just you wanted UK to have the last chance at it. You didn't want Tennessee getting in his ears. And if you're unfamiliar with how the recruitment with Christian Connor has kind of gone in a roller coaster fashion, it seemed like he was going to be Tennessee and Kentucky's going to get him for a visit, but is he doing Tennessee hand signs? He's probably going to be a ball. Visits UK officially, loves it. Everything was amazing. You know what? Everybody feels great about UK's chances. UK media, national media, whatever the Cats did, the in-state talent's going to stay home for his college football, but he will take his Tennessee visit. Tennessee visit with this past weekend.
2: Well, I I, I want to add something to that too, TJ, is there was a uh – Even the Tennessee rival site was – thought that the official visit, going into last weekend's official visit, that it was kind of futile. It was like a last-ditch effort. We're not really expecting anything to come from it. So uh, add that to the mix as well.
1: Sure, absolutely. And it's added. And then you have his visit to Tennessee this weekend. And who was it? Steve Wilflong from Point Seven, who is very plugged in. He says – the decision will be Tennessee. <laughs> and now you're almost just kind of waiting for today, Roush, for there to be another rush of, of people switching their crystal magic RPM eight balls over to back to the volunteers for Conyer, which would be, which would suck, which would absolutely suck. Not only to lose an in talent, uh, a player that you have prioritized, but you lose him to one of your, your, your biggest conference rival, Who's putting together once again a pretty stellar class? So not only are you losing them, you're losing them to somebody that's going to use him directly against you. It is not an ideal situation. Let's hope that he'll get
2: back home. Uh, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna rephrase that for you, TJ. I'm gonna say because because when when things are as back and forth like this, it went from I'm being confident it's Kentucky to now it's a coin flip. Like I I, I don't think you're con- Kentucky or anybody's going to be conceding just following the, the the visit, it really does feel like it's going to be a coin flip this final week. And Conyer could flip flop back and forth a couple other times. So uh, I, I coin flip at worst is where I'm at right now.
1: And that's fine. And, and maybe that's exactly where, where you're at. Uh, maybe that's exactly, maybe he doesn't know. Maybe he just needs some time to, to kind of sleep on it, but the stakes are big in this one. And, more the stakes are higher for Kentucky, Tennessee. Again, they're probably going to finish with a class around top 10, top 15, Kentucky most likely, almost certainly will not be that high, but you want to stay within striking distance and you definitely don't want somebody that, that you've put a lot of time attention into that is in your state going elsewhere. So I hope you're right, Roush. I hope we don't see that momentum of switch of picks and everybody here in that the visit went so well. And, the, the more even you always had to wonder about this stuff and recruiting Roush really for our entire lives, following it, covering it, doing just even being fans as kids. But now you you know, it's taking place, but you're just as in the dark with it. In some instances, what are the what are the nil deals going on here? Because, you know, that that's probably going to end up being the deciding factor or a deciding factor, uh, a big a big deciding factor. Is Kentucky in the same ballpark? Is Kentucky getting outbid? Is that's the stuff that you don't you don't know, but you need. No. Well, and
2: if I were just to make an assumption, Kentucky wants slash needs Conner more than Tennessee, and it's mostly for an optics momentum standpoint. Like they're recruiting other similar caliber defensive backs, but Tennessee's been crushing it on the recruiting trail. Your 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 other rivals doing well on the recruiting trail, you just don't want to lose an in-state guy to either one of them. So you would think you would be you're going to be a little bit more invested in this recruitment, uh, and I, and I think that's where it's most significant is just to try to build some recruitment to stack some wins together going into July because uh, if you've been on KentuckySportsRadio.com recently, there's a lot of so and so. Kentucky's in the top five. Kentucky's in the top. Uh, the, they're starting to kind of narrow their list and, and get towards decisions, uh, and I think we're gonna have quite a few in July. Be good to, to start it with a win, and I think that's the the biggest significance of this. I don't know how Nil plays a factor into it or not, because you know th- there's a lot of scuttlebutt about how things are going down there at Tennessee right now, anyway. But um, I, I think regardless, Conyer's greatest. Um, Sort of impact is mostly just from the the overall uh, excitement and morale around the program. The Tennessee trash talking. I don't know if you noticed this or not, TJ, but um, a bunch of the uh, a bunch of the freshmen, the early enrollees, they were over at Ron Limit's pool uh, over the weekend. And they had a picture together, and they're all doing the Vols hand signal as like a little trash talk. Which I I, I hope that that becomes a thing where they're like they're just like suck at Tennessee. Um, and maybe maybe that's their way of signaling like we know we got con you nice trial losers I don't know but I do I do love the the like just the added ad- additional little hmm that you've got to add when going down on the uh, Twitter autopsy
1: well I love it too we need to talk more about it in hour number two this is Kentucky roll call on big exports radio 96.1 fm there
2: yes. we go
0: Over, you say over. I heard no family.
2: Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call.
0: Nothing is over until we decide it is
2: with Walker and Rosh.
1: We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Apple Okay, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. We go 7 to 9 Monday through Friday. Replay of the show 9 to 11. And you can get the podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. It's a new week. Time to hit up Salsaritas again, everybody. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthew's. Burritos, quesadillas, taco salads, burrito bowls, wildly addicted chips, hot salsa, Spicy hot sauce, a good spicy hot sauce, so delicious mm-hmm. queso, guacamole. They've got it all. They cook it in front of you. It's fresh every day, fresh so much it's in their name at Salsaritas Fresh Cantina. Download the app, it's going to save you some money.
2: And uh great news coming too. When we return from the holiday weekend, it's officially queso month at Salsaritas. Wow. Yeah. yeah, you're going to be rolling in the queso. They're going to have a ton of giveaways. So make sure you download that app now. Uh, get ahead of, the, head ahead of the curve. Get you some free queso.
1: You're saying it's about to get pretty cheesy. Pretty, pretty cheesy. And to answer your question in hour one, we were kind of up against it. But uh, I, I don't know what Ryan Lemon's pool looked like. So no, I did not know that.
2: Yeah, uh, Dante Key tweeted it out, Ryan Quote tweeted it, and it's like all the freshman football players are there, um, just out having a good time, throwing their Vols hand signal up.
1: Well, it's a pretty sweet pool.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: got the hot tub right next to it. Yeah. Oh, Alexis had something to say in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty, that's pretty she wild. She also liked like the hot tub, too. Exactly. Exactly. Well, good. I'm all for the rivalry. I wish Kentucky would win more games in the rivalry, but uh, yeah, I'm all for it. Talk trash, get Christian Conyer, and make it happen, Captain.
2: One, uh, we we saw in the picture, though, Deion Walker made it to campus. He was a late arrival just because Michigan schools go late into the summer. I don't really know why, uh, but he didn't go to his prom until two weeks ago or something like that. So, he he arrived a little bit late, and there was another guy who wasn't there, and that's uh, Jordan Anthony, because he was busy dusting the competition out at the U.S. track and field national championships. In the under-20 division, he took home first prize in the 200-meter, one of the fastest humans in America. Uh, He was was kicking himself because he slipped out of the blocks going in the 100-meter and finished sixth. So, uh, you know... Pretty casual. Kentucky's just got a national champion sprinter on their football team this year.
1: <laughs> I was wanting to actually have like a real conversation about that. I, I don't care. Like, assuming that he doesn't have literal cement blocks for hands, isn't that just a colossal weapon for Kentucky to have in its arsenal? Somebody that, hey, we know no DB. Given if uh, the quarterback has enough time to, to throw, is going to be able to stay in front of you. So just take off, and even if we don't throw it to you, like a safety and a DB are just getting spread out fifty yards down the field. What well, you know what could that open up for other parts of the field? Isn't this actually like a pretty significant deal to have this much speed at wide receiver? Or am I overblowing it?
2: No, no, no. You're you're not overblowing it because I mean the the first person I can remember h- having this sort of skill set was Trenton Holiday. Um, which I know if you watch any SEC on CBS with Uncle Vern back in the day, um, that 2007 LSU team, he was a return specialist who did jet sweeps and a few other kind of specialty stuff. He could catch screen passes, but he still had a huge impact on the game. And uh, I, I'm also I'm forgetting the other guy from Florida uh, because in in his times uh, in the 200 meter. He's one of only fourteen people. I I forget all the stats and numbers and all that stuff, but he's he ran like top fifteen fastest ever by a high schooler. And one of the guys in that rarefied air was a guy at Florida who ended up. I think he went to the Olympics, and he also uh, played like four years in the NFL. He, he with uh he, he would have been an Urban Meyer guy, I believe, towards the end of it. But these these two way track guys, even if they aren't. You know, bonafide superstars on the football field, their speed, like you said, TJ, it's a weapon. No matter what, right? you just have to honor it because if they get loose, they're gone. They're done. There's, there's no catching them. <laughs> you know, it's pretty, pretty plain and simple. You can't coach the speed that Jordan Anthony is bringing to the gridiron this fall.
1: No, and uh, I love it. Uh, get creative with it. Uh, it makes the defense have to gives them something they have to worry about. And then if he develops into a Great route runner, pass catcher. The the sky's the limit when you've got that kind of speed. It really sets you in a in a in a category in a field by yourself. It. All right, let's play the great UK speedster track athletes turn football stars. I'll start. Derek Locke. Your turn. Um, I bet Sydney McLaughlin could play football if she wanted to.
2: She uh, she broke her own record. Um, yeah,
1: after like not running for a while, right?
2: Right, right. Um, and uh, also, uh, Abby Steiner, she uh, is going to the world championships. She won her 200 meter. So the 200 meter UK swept it. UK swept it. Boom.
1: Yeah, that's pretty uh, pretty impressive. That
2: mm-hmm. hard,
1: hard hard to imagine, but both those girls just incredibly fast and congrats to them and yeah the idea of like taking months off I, and I don't know exactly how long it was but taking a long time off and then going and setting a world record and not only setting a world record but beating a world record that you'd previously set pretty amazing stuff pretty pretty incredible stuff yeah,
2: yeah. It, it, it is
1: uh not not nut- good enough to be athlete or sports figure of the year according to Roush though nope get lost sydney <laughs> You just keep on running past past the the champion of the sports figure of the year. It's a little too wordy. Get your text into the Thornton's Text line, 502-414-1450. All right, we, we've touched a lot of bases here today. Ooh.
2: Do we need to touch another base that might get the text on a little more fired up? Because it is a little a little slow on a Monday morning.
1: It's it's quiet. Yeah, I I'd, I'd love to you to get some folks riled up. What okay. do you got?
2: Okay. Um man Florida. Suck it. Oh, my God. What a bunch of losers. (laughs) Oh, man. So, after the show Friday, it was classic KRC curse. Uh, Florida head coach, Billy Napier, who you might recall, Billy Napier, he was a big deal when he got hired by Florida. Uh, One of the most talked about coaches in the group of five at Louisiana. He beat Iowa State uh, when they were prophesied. I think it was the year that Iowa State won the Big 12. and They started their season beating them. Has been excellent in the uh, fun belt. Uh, turned down South Carolina. Turned down Auburn to st- to wait for the right job. He goes to Florida. People immediately forget about it. Because Brian Kelly goes to LSU. Lincoln Riley goes to USC. And they're like, okay, well I guess Napier isn't a bad hire, right? He's hiring all these assistants. They got him to be a great recruiter. Surely he's going to recruit well, right? Well, Wrong. Right right after the show, he writes an open letter to Florida fans. An open letter. Just 800 words of gobbledygook about how we're going to do everything we can for Gator Nation to, to be the best. We have this and this, and we're going to be so good. Well, he was getting ahead of the inevitable, and that's losing uh, a recruitment to Miami. Jaden Rashada, five-star, top-hundred prospect, from the West Coast, one of the few remaining West Coast big-piece quarterbacks left on the market, announces Sunday night he's committed to Miami. And Then our friends at On3 report that they talked to his agent, the guy who quote-unquote brokered the deal, and he turned down an $11 million deal from Florida to accept a $9.5 million deal from Miami because Florida didn't have their stuff together. So, open wound, here's some salt, baby. <laughs> that is
1: an insane amount of money. <laughs>
2: it's insane. It's insane that he turned it down, too, that he like publicly wanted it out there that he took less money to go to Miami than Florida. I mean, it's, it's, it's very relative. Like, a million and a half dollars seems like a lot, but it's not as much when you're still making nine and a half. But, oh, man, Florida fans, just suck it. Oh, suck it.
1: <laughs> with the exception of like a and m tennessee which tennessee has now been told to tone it down and take it back a notch it doesn't seem like it's really sec programs with a and m maybe an exception that are leading the charge with the nil stuff or at least not publicly flaunting it which that came out that of course that florida did offer more but something doesn't add up in that story. Oh, and I, and I love a good suck it to Florida and I'm all for <laughs> it. don't go to Florida. Hope Kentucky beats them by a thousand. But I I wonder I wonder what's going on inside the SEC with all well, this stuff.
2: Well what was even more curious is in that article the the attorney who did all of the the work for Rashada just spent the I mean was like, I've never seen a collective more disorganized in Florida. I will not be doing any business with them. If I was Billy Napier, I'd be having a talk with them because they don't have any of their ducks in a row. Like, just basically came out and said, if you want to make no money, don't go to Florida because that place stinks. Which, oh, just I, I just love it. I want to drink it up. Just put it in a milkshake, stir it up, and and let me suck this bad boy down because, man, they, they hired Napier specifically to recruit Guys like this and his first big target that they're invested on that they really need because Anthony Richardson's probably they need somebody for after for life after him. And you know what? He also might not be that good after all, too. So they really went all in on this Rashada guy. He was supposed to announce last weekend. He cancels that announcement to officially visit Miami. And then this happens. Oh, what a disaster. What a disaster. The guy who was brought in to recruit, can't recruit, can't get the job done. Before his first game, he's already writing the open letter to fans. TJ, that's that's like calling the players only meeting. You can't do that before the season even starts, before you even coach your only your your first game. You use this as like a last ditch effort to try to, to buy some more time to save your job. Man, the Things starting off really rocky for Napier down in Florida. And th- that's thats what you love to see at the University of Kentucky.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'd i add one thing or slightly University of Florida. One. Well, no, it's what Roush Ra- is saying. At the University of Kentucky, you like to see the University of Florida have all those issues. Jake. Oh, okay.
0: So you like to see it for
1: Kentucky. Got it. Yes, yes. Correct. Roush a yeah. phrase correctly initially. Correct. Got it. Yes. But one thing I would change and twist just uh, a little bit on that. You're right that that's a desperation move, Roush, to wait. Or, or normally it's like, all right, hey, we stink. What about just a real heart to heart? A real heart to heart with the, and maybe they'll they'll like my my moxie if I just say we're going to do this and we're going to do that. The reason. He's probably doing it now, though, is he probably knows this team is going to stink. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you don't say anything. Mm-hmm. You just let the – wins will shut them up. Anybody that's worried, wins will will get them in line. We're Florida. We'll always recruit well. Yeah, maybe we could work on our nil stuff. We'll get that stuff together. But once the wins start coming, maybe by that point we'll have our ducks in a row and nobody's – even. this will just be ancient history. Releasing a letter tells me that I'm trying to not only get out in front of some bad nil news that's forthcoming, which eventually came, but also this season's going to be tough, so you all are just going to need to be really patient. If you're upset now, you may get a little more upset once you see the product on the field, but trust me, in the long run, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to do this. I think he releases the letter rouse because he knows what's coming this season, and hopefully it's a nice Mm. big fat L to the Cats in week two.
2: Yeah, and the thing that I I, I love the luck it take too that you know Florida's opening with Utah at home too uh, the week prior you're going up against two teams who are really physical and Florida it, you know they always got skill talent but it, in the trenches do they have their their difference makers have always been having these elite rushers uh, in this elite defensive line and they don't really have it on either side so ah uh, man I just. God, man, it's good to see Florida. You want to kick them while they're down. They had that one year with Mullen where they were awesome. But for the most part, I mean, think about this, TJ. Tell tell this to your younger self 15 years ago. You've had one coach at the University of Kentucky in the same amount of time Florida's had four head coaches. Now, been, there's been a few more peaks for Florida, but the valleys have been a lot, a lot lower. I think they've won two SEC East during that time, but they fired three coaches and it's just been an up and down ride the entire time. It's 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 pretty crazy where that program has gone versus the one that we grew up with that was just an absolute steamroller throughout the SEC with Spurrier and then Urban Meyer.
1: Yeah, when you and I were growing up, it was you, you could look down the UK football schedule and just guarantee a loss to to Florida. You could really kind of chalk that one up. Sometimes it was more than that. Uh, you could a lot of times, most of the times, it was more, yeah. more than that.
2: It was lose and get embarrassed.
1: Yeah, that one you just knew was going to get ugly. It was embarrassing. Along those same lines, Roush, when you and I would play college football all the time, if you were anything like me, and I know that there are probably dozens and dozens of people out there like this, like you'd always just keep an eye on like that. When you, what we would do is it's a long story, but we would just simulate all the games we'd recruit. We'd simulate. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we would play the bowl games. If we were playing one another and be like me and three friends or two other friends. And, uh, you just get, you try to like work your way up the ladder by recruiting and get good jobs and stuff like that. But I'd always keep a score. And eye on the score of the U.K. games, even though it was a video game. and even Oh, though it was yes. 15, uh, simulated, they would lose to Florida pretty much annually in like NCAA football 06, 72 to nothing. And honestly, you were just happy sometimes that it wasn't worse. And that was the reality of U.K. football in its series with Florida. And again, we're talking about this, even in the Stoops era, only beating the Gators twice. But you do feel like that series – You feel like every series in the SEC East, which RIP is going away here soon enough, is obtainable except for Georgia, who is the national champions. So if you get that one to be somewhat obtainable, where you feel like you have a chance to beat them, which I think Kentucky certainly has a chance to beat them, but it's the one series that Kentucky hasn't had an iota of success in, well, then you're on a national championship level. I I do think UK fans should – take this moment and multiple moments throughout the season just to be thankful for where things are at. The next domino to fall for UK is college football playoffs and national championships. That's that's the reality, as long as they keep recruiting well and they keep doing this, that, or the other. But the Florida series, when it's at... When it's in Lexington, I expect UK to win it, and it's actually been that way for, for several seasons now. They've only gotten one of them, but they did still one on the road, and they should have had another one on the road, and they should have had several more at home. But Tennessee the same way. South Carolina, Kentucky's got the, the advantage in that one. Vanderbilt, it's a long ways away. Missouri, Kentucky's got the advantage in that one. So it's really only Georgia now, Roush, which I, I, I really didn't think we'd see that given the state of the UK football program when we were in college and other points of our childhood. Yeah,
2: and, and this year's game can, in particular, can serve as a as a changing of the guard uh, where you can really turn the tide on them because if you win again, it's three out of five, and with two of those at their place, one of those losses was a uh, a close kind of meltdown at home that you let you let one get away, and then the other one it was Florida's best team in a long time and. Kentucky had the lead until a punt return touchdown with 30 seconds left in half. And that was also during the COVID year, you know, when you had a lot of stuff not go your way. So it, it, from a momentum standpoint in the series, you if you're a Florida fan, you can maybe talk yourself into them being flukes or, you know, what whatever that may, may be. But three out of five is pretty convincing. Um, and to do it the way that Kentucky has – if you can go out down there and really put it on him, run it right at him, um, and kind of control the way the game is being played and assert your style of play, not only does that set the tone of the series, but it really sets the tone for the season. Uh, Because uh, is it a coincidence that Kentucky's nine-win regular seasons have both included wins against Florida? No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, That game's early on in the year, and when you beat Florida it really instills a belief in your program and that's Kentucky needs to check that box as difficult as it might say that box is the most important one to check in the early part of the season for the Wildcats this fall.
1: Yeah, it really will. It'll set the tone for the similar to the Missouri game last year, just, and that's one that was at home and easier probably to win in the grand scheme of things, but it's, you're running a big year. You got to set the tone early. It's hard to kind of stumble some programs can do it better than I mean it's exactly what Clemson did they started the year pretty horribly and then really rebounded strong and recovered Uh, can't do that if you're UK schedule gets too tough in the middle probably going to be a few losses just naturally so you got to take care of business early on especially when you're healthy and they should be going into that game in Gainesville the more talented team which doesn't happen all that often but also the team with I think even more to play for which is even rarer but love it all the same uh, let's take our last break, and then we'll just do nothing but text here in the final in the final segment. How does that sound, fellas?
2: NBT, nothing Great. but text.
1: Oh, yeah, NBT session. When we return here on Kentucky Roll Call, I'm big. Roll
2: right? Call. Peter
1: Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We'll be back after this.
2: Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Got the beta
0: key. I remember how it all began. I used to sing dirty raps to my East Side fans back then. I knew you couldn't stop this rap.
1: Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call. Here on the Big X Radio. Look out. 1550 AM. Ah, uh, the curse of Intern Jacob after friday show i am going kayaking on the river yes or on saturday not yesterday having a good time getting the kayak ready and accidentally step on my sunglasses that had fallen off the back of my hat wow a nice, a nice green ones that i like too so i uh, had broke the the little side piece off that goes over your ear and but Shady Rays—they're going to replace it for me. I will get that exact same sunglasses in sunglasses in shade, Sunglass. Well, whatever the singular,
2: sunglasses. I mean,
1: I mean it's going to be in my hand—a brand spanking new one, not broken—and just a matter of days. It's so easy. That's the Shady Ray. That's what separates Shady Rays. If you don't know what I'm talking about, they send you replacement pairs if you break yours, lost, falls into a lake, falls into a river. They're going to they're going to replace it for you just like that. No questions asked. They don't care how it happened. Uh, they don't care if Justin forgot to mute the station account again. They're not going to ask any questions about it. What they're going to do is they're going to make sure you get a new pair of sunglasses. And with promo code X, you're going to get 25% off when you order at ShadyRays.com. Check out their website. You will be impressed. I promise you. It's the coolest website for sunglasses out there. And they've got the coolest sunglasses on the market so it adds up ShadyRace.com, promo code big x for 25 percent off all right roush should we text it on up this segment or what do you think
2: yeah we should but i actually want to start at the uh, krc facebook group where somebody decided to reach into the show that way Um, we mentioned our favorite trophies and uh, josh he is a nascar fan so he said the Harley J Earl trophy for the Daytona 500 is his best trophy but the one he suggested I had never seen this before and this is my new favorite thing in Martinsville if you went on the half mile track you get a grandfather clock and it is you got just google Martinsville grandfather clock and it is enormous these things are huge and I can't I can't imagine a better homage to you being awesome at a sport than like just getting a giant grandfather clock to stick in your house this is outstanding
1: i i didn't i didn't know about the i didn't know about either one of these i mean i'm sure maybe i've seen it before but super super impressed by the size of these bad boys for sure uh in the indy 500 trophy ginormous as well just like as big as a human
2: yeah, I I feel like I'd seen the 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 Daytona one. Um, also, drinking the the milk at Indy, very bizarre. Um, yeah, the Indy five hundred trophy, it's
1: enormous. Yeah, it's. But that being said, it, th- those don't I really mean, do it for me. I love the I love the grandfather clock one because that's just a hilarious conversation starter. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to have that bad boy somewhere in your house. Some
2: uh, it would people would ask, is that a family heirloom? Like, no,
1: I, I won it. It's it's a trophy. Like my, my car was the best and I was the best driver, and they gave me a grandfather clock because of it. The Harley J. Earl trophy, yeah, it doesn't do it for me, unfortunately. Big, ginormous, that's for sure. But uh yeah.
2: I do think that I, for the most part, I would like to hold up my trophy because you, you get it. You want to hold it over your head like, I won this. I'm the best, except for a grandfather clock like that. And it also becomes a family heirloom where 100 years from now, your your great grandkids can say, yeah, my grandpappy, he used to race a car so fast around a track. Like,
1: huh. great.
2: Yeah, absolutely great.
1: 502 414 1450 is the Thornton's text line, but we love when you get in touch on the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook page or you join the Kentucky Roll Call Twitter community. Always uh, fun conversations anywhere, anywhere on, on any of those platforms, but especially the Thornton's text line. The first texter says, Geez, you get someone that loves you as much as Roush loves Churchill Downs. Am I right? Also, to the future dad. The snacks you bring should depend completely on which side of the curtain you decide to stay on for delivery of your tiny human. Trust me, the father or two, there's a major difference in experience. Oh, I oh. Does love him from Churchill Downs. the The watching, watching the birth. I, I don't. I guess it's different for everybody, but um, it wasn't nearly as bad as people made it out to be.
2: Also, you got to be a wimp if you think that that's like,
1: oh, it's so gross, I can't watch. It's
2: like, no, that's it's nature. Get used to it. You're gonna see some stuff as a as a parent.
1: <laughs> it, that that's a good point too. Is that like that should be an introduction just into like being a parent? Is if you if you think that's gross,
2: it's a messy business.
1: It is, yeah. It a lot is. of snot. A lot of snot. Uh, a lot of just a lot ev- of snot. Everything, yeah, yeah. Everything. A texture says hair hey, of the dog. Might as well throw some dog hair in that poop IPA you drink. That'll do the trick. Yuck. That's
2: I hope you all enjoyed the video of uh, intern Jacob trying that uh, that that IPA.
1: I uh, yeah, you know, different different strokes for different folks with beer. I do th- I do think so much with probably anything in life is if you try it and get used to it enough, it wouldn't be bad. But some folks don't want to have to get there. They don't want to have to have multiple drinks of something they don't like, and that goes for me too. I know if I I know there's plenty of things that if I just Tried it, kept trying it. I would probably end up liking it in due time. But yeah, if IPAs aren't for you, then that's okay. Ghosted, go first time back out breaks your own world record again.
2: Not too shabby,
1: really. Man, that's gotta,
2: I mean, gonna. I, I uh, have been solely getting back into the exercising uh, routine, and can't imagine the just training to be a sprinter it just sounds. Uh, Sin's exhausting.
1: Yeah, uh, it's it's hard. Confirmed, I would imagine. A texture says <laughs> no, Robert with me. the shifts, and that's a, a shout out to Robert Dillingham, the newest Wildcats Twitter handle, which is Rob with the uh, shifts. Now that's shift, like a gear. He, not he's shifty. Bob, not Robert with bdps or anything like that no no backdoor problems
0: why would you make Spotty it so fighters. close oh
2: well because he that's probably what he he's he probably says he's shifting in the uh, fifth gear
0: well he just gonna... he just opened the door to make it so easy for people to make fun of that
1: how so what would you make fun of it like give me oh
0: comment. come on i just can't <laughs> say that radio safe here
1: come well, on. You, you can pc it up like what do you mean robert with the shifts
0: well how would robert make fun of that robert with the poops Ew, um, you're not you're not being clear enough Justin. yeah that's, that's gross. <laughs> all right let me just suck it up take the fine and say it here we go <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: yeah it was you know I, I think if you went out like on wing night with the team you'd have some fun with that twitter handle potentially but besides that he's a shifty guard right roush
2: yes yes very shifty
1: good good a texter says Will Josh Hurd pull the trigger on Ned Flanders if he goes 6-6, six and six, bring Brom home? May have been for the Rutherford shows over the weekend. Uh, I do like calling Scott Satterfield Ned Flanders, though.
2: Yes, yes. Highly encouraged. The sensible salad, many people have called him.
1: I uh, You start taking Kentucky targets, Roush, and I don't like it very much.
2: Nope. Nope, don't like it one bit. Uh, but I, there aren't a ton of... Head-to-head recruiting battles just because they haven't, they don't really recruit around here, around these. Yeah, parks.
1: but some of the ones in the region, they've, they, you know, not looking. They, they get one one already, and looking good in some other areas. So that's gotta, that's gotta change. And I, I'm again, big picture, no major concerns, but don't need them having recruiting victories over the cats either.
2: Yeah, yeah, and you need the cats just to. to- to power up some recruiting victories in this month of July,
1: but I, I do think that you probably have Satterfield locked into twenty twenty three, regardless. Assuming the class just doesn't fall apart, which it, it could. You can find U of L in a tough spot where some of their fans, as they are every end of the year with Satterfield, want to go in a different direction, aren't thrilled with things. Um, but there's going to be a fear of if we if we did do that. Would the class leave? Of course, there's another scenario where the class is already starting to fall apart. And then do you rip the band aid off entirely and fire Satterfield? And then maybe everybody leaves. Uh, if they have just a mediocre season, there's a million questions. The best thing you all can do is just go be good. And then you don't have to worry about any of that stuff. But and the schedule
2: is not very, not very forgiving for them.
1: Well, for ACC standards, for sure. I mean, normally it's relatively easy. This year it is.
2: Not. I mean, they're they're going not, to UCF. Not you know, not the
1: hardest thing in the world, but it's like you could harder than you normal.
2: could you could start your season behind the eight ball just because you're playing at UCF. It's stupid.
1: Yeah, and at and at Syracuse too, but they usually beat Syracuse by a thousand. But uh, yeah, others, I mean, if they start the season zero and two, that would be just an absolute and total disaster. A texter said, "Oh, they sent this in on the Facebook page, and I guess they sent it in here." Matthew Stafford literally spent 12 years with Detroit Lions and now has the same amount of Super Bowl rings as Aaron Rodgers. It just goes to show that winning a Super Bowl, incredibly tough, but you don't have to be a great quarterback to do it. You have to be on a great team. Either you got to be a great quarterback to do it or you got to be on a great team. Stafford was never on a good team. I've got nothing against Matthew Stafford. Finally on a good team. And would you look at that? He's a solid quarterback, and he has postseason success. His team good enough to to win him a Super Bowl.
0: Did you all know that the owner of the Rams is also the owner of the Colorado Avalanche? What a year for him.
2: He also is the owner of Ars- – is it Arsenal? Arsenal, yep. And I think Arsenal didn't – they won something big too, so – He's rolling in it right now.
0: Also, another fun fact, this man owns 1.5 million acres of land in America and Canada. Whoa.
2: Yeah, and he owned, uh, I mean, he bought up the land for Hollywood that Hollywood Park was on that they demolished to make room for Sofa Stadium. So, um, yeah, he, uh, the Cronkies, do we know what are, like actual business is? Is it just owning a bunch of land? Sports Empire. Jewelry.
1: Diamonds. Blood diamonds. I don't know. I have no idea. I did a quick Google search. Nothing
2: good. Uh, Kirby says, I get it, but push back on that uh, take about Dante, Terry. Uh, Dante could have, quote unquote, made it if people didn't lose their damn mind about him and expect 30 minutes a game. Dante could have carved out a couple of minutes by the time he was a senior, but unfortunately our fan base wanted his role to be key instead of what he was. Yeah, I, I think Dante had some actual limitations, though. And, you know, there, there's also talks about the the kind of work ethic, too, where being in that that role, it has to be a kind of – hundred. I, you, you don't see too many people's success – succeed in that role without being hundred percent effort guy jared polson dominique hawkins Derek willis cal basically bullied him into busting his ass that senior year and that's when he had his breakout year uh so and i and i think that was a question of, of sorts as well so you know i i don't i'm not saying it's all the fan base's fault that dante allen had to take his talents elsewhere kirby
1: yeah um he couldn't guard anybody, and Kirby. I know. I know. You're. That's not the point that you're making. You're saying the expectations around him are ultimately what were his downfall, not not necessarily his limitations, or he could have worked on his limitations. I think at least is what you're alluding to, and maybe there's some truth to that, but. Uh, I think the fans probably got into Dante's head more. I don't think Dante was completely innocent in that either. And that goes back to somewhat Roush said he never really seemed like the hardest worker on the team. Not to say that he was lazy or I'm not, I'm not saying that either, but Roush is right. Sometimes if you've got some of those limitations, the best thing you can do is be the try hard first in the gym, last leave, diving on the floors, being a good teammate, doing all that stuff. And I think sometimes Dante bought into the noise of I need more playing time, I should be out there, what are we doing? And I think that sometimes I think that worked. I think like early on it was like all right, here we go, everything's coming together. But then I think when UK said, "Hey Dante, you're not hidden. We need to get you on the bench." I think his his spirit went away a little bit. Just one person's opinion on the on on looking outside far away. But it's uh he didn't you had all that together. And you're somewhat right. The expectations were just way out of whack for him. It was probably best for a fresh start. But I wouldn't call him a success story. And you can blame it on anybody you want. But um, I, you, we would all hope that Reed Shepard has a better UK career and now the the fellow from Lyon County.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: Travis Perry, sorry.
2: And, and I guess to uh, to kind of back up what Kirby's saying, if, if that is the case, Kirby, then – I think you've got to be kind of worried about what happens with Reed Shepard too. Cause Ward knows those expectations are going to be awfully high.
1: Yeah. And, and again, you can make a case that somewhat Cal could bring brought some of that onto him, like give him just some minutes during that miserable December of 2020. Like just get him out there. So people mm-hmm. have a better idea. And uh, I don't think he was like holding a grudge against the fans as some would seem to insinuate, but of course, the first time he gets out there, he blows up and has a huge game. So it just it ended up kind of being a, a worst-case scenario in some, in some degrees. A texter says, wait, I'm looking back at this picture of Conyer throwing up the ball sign, and back in my day, we just called that the shocker.
2: Ooh, you're looking at it wrong. It's, it's slightly different. It's not the same.
1: How so? Explain in great detail.
2: Um, well, with that symbol, you hold your yeah, – I think your middle finger down, and they're holding their ring finger down. So it's a little slightly different.
1: Hmm. Okay, yeah. I'll take your yeah. word for it. Uh, T- UK needs to bring back the claw on third down. That was a cool one. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, really I Had a blast cool. doing that for a few years. A texter says, Disappointing <laughs> story, rolling into town last night from a 10-hour drive, and the wife and kids and I are craving some wildly addictive chips. Sadly, Salsaritas was closed until three thirty on Sunday. My three year old stopped stopped crying, and my wife said she's going to leave me. Oh, that's tough. The old yeah. Salsaritas dine and dash with the marriage. We've seen it a thousand times.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised they were not open at three thirty a.m. Really surprised.
1: No p.m.
2: Said it was closed at three thirty. It was a ten hour drive. I'm assuming they were as the a.m.
1: Yeah, but I. I but may, maybe he is just joking about it being. I think three- he's- I don't. I think. I think they have some. I think they have some interesting Sunday hours, or they may be closed
0: Sunday. What? You, all right, I'm yeah, I, re- I read that as they were closed at three thirty p.m. too.
2: Well, I just assume if you're starting a ten-hour drive,
1: people leave at other times than you may leave your house on vacation. <laughs> right, but I think that's the
2: joke though, is they showed up late and it wasn't. I.
1: Yeah. I think they're closed. They may be closed on Sundays
2: um I'll, I'll i'll check it out we'll we'll see we'll see what the hours are
0: is that a chick-fil-a situation or what
1: um no i just think that oh yeah. you're right they are
2: closed on sunday
1: okay so apologize to me and the texter please nope not apologizing <laughs> no apologize, man shocker roush are radio station that never happens <laughs> never hey what it's so you and luckett are breaking up what's the deal
2: <laughs> no it's uh it's just we podcasted last week and i was like yeah um i i not, we'll probably essentially was just warning our listeners. Luckett's getting ready to have a kid. So we're going to be taking, he's taking time
1: off. We're not going to be podcasting
2: for a little while. So in
1: trouble in paradise. What happened? Tell me about it. He's having a kid. <laughs> yeah, I know. Cause the fight to make you all take the hiatus. What, I, that's what I want to hear about.
0: Jerry, Jerry,
1: Jerry. Jerry. <laughs>
0: Terry Terry that's a
1: no. luck Adam it's very exciting uh, and you will be a great father I have no doubt
2: yeah he's uh, his wife's about three weeks away so uh, uh, we'll be here before you know it
1: and you definitely can't make 30 minutes to podcast for all the 11 personnel loyal followers out there
2: well and that's what we said we'll probably do one not this week but next week after you get all the Fourth of July decisions and then then it's baby time. Dude, once Big
1: Blue Drew has his baby, we should get all of our babies and do a podcast in the same room.
2: Ooh, yes.
1: We'll call it the 30-minute free-for-all, and just we'll just let it record, and what happens, happens.
2: Duke will be carrying the conversation.
1: Yeah, Well, it'll probably just be mostly crying, whining. <laughs> really, probably Big Blue Drew and Luckett's babies would be the best because they would just be sleeping most likely.
2: Most likely, yeah, yeah, and Duke will just be going
1: slam dunk,
2: which he's he's gonna he's gonna break his Fisher Price goal if he keeps slam dunking it. Like that rim is skin a little wobbly, you know. He's he's wearing some of that plastic down.
1: We got the splash pad out for the kids yesterday, and uh, just so cute. The just great splash age, fun, great age the, right now.
2: Uh, the the zoo has a great splash pad, but you got to get there first thing because. Uh, Kids, they're not good with the concept of lines, and they have a, they have a couple of slides there. And start, when you start getting lines, oh, that's 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 not fun. Uh, same thing with Duke going down the big slide on the the inflatables at the picnic. Did not like the concept of waiting in line. I, I don't like lines either, but two year olds definitely anti line waiting.
1: Yeah, I could see that being an issue. Just a, a meltdown trigger per se.
2: Yeah, 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 no fun.
1: A text, but. Uh... The Salseritas, hey, they open up today at 11 a.m., so you can make it all up to your wife and kid and be the hero of the family again today, buddy. So swing on by. John here, says one texter. Oh, hey, John. Good morning, everyone. Salutations to all. Glad to see our recruiting strength return. Dillingham is going to be a bona fide superstar. And for Travis Perry, we'll be starring in the next A Star's Born reboot. From his highlights, he looks amazing. I predict this young man will go on to be a Hall of Famer in the NBA. Side note: Do we know if this young man is related to the late Luke Perry? Well, got to go. Talk to you later.
2: Uh, don't think so. Don't 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 think he's kin to the former 90210 star,
1: Travis Perry, NBA Hall of Famer. That is that's speaking of lofty expectations. Going back to Kirby's text, just a few text messages ago,
2: I believe that would be the fifth uh, a Star Is Born reboot, too. They just keep making those every 30, 40 years.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah wonder, if, yeah. wonder if he's related to Mike Perry, the guy who lost three straight Stanley Cups. Also,
1: I watched Top Gun for the first time this weekend. Wow. Regular
2: or Maverick? The regular. Ooh, yeah. Regular is it's very 80s, isn't it, TJ?
1: It is. I like that they just play the same song multiple times throughout the movie.
2: <laughs> oh, the Take My Breath Away. Anytime there's a love scene, they're like –
1: Oh yeah, that's great. I loved it. Um, so cheesy. It's a good movie. I get, I get why people like it so much. Tom Cruise. The gosh, the wife said like fifteen times. She's like, man, he was he was, he was like talking to people yesterday. She's like, he was attractive in the movie. I get why people would say that. And it was like everybody. It's understood, Hannah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Jeeshalish, we get it, but. I do. We had. I had it with captions on, and I'm really happy I did because I would have had no idea in those flying scenes who were who. Oh yeah, not, yeah. It was. Know, as they like were a- uh, not well done back the, then. That was that was my biggest issue, but thankfully I had the captions on, so it'd be like Goose, blah 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 blah. Maverick, blue blue blah blah blah. blah. Uh, good movie though. Enjoyed it. Now I can finally understand the meet the parents volleyball scene. and other scenes throughout the whole
2: movie. Oh, man.
1: A texter says, (laughs) I think it's funny how loud UL fans are about a few good recruits. I also find it funny that they actually think they are close to competing with Kentucky. I guess they have a totally blacked out the fact UK has beaten them a combined 153-44 to with 1,633 total offense and 1,219 rushing yards complete domination in the past three games and it isn't changing anytime soon plus two of those games worth grand as the oc
0: Mm,
2: that's a good point i
1: love love that text it's a beautiful text if we had a text of the day it'd be that one
2: yeah because that's a nice they just need to be reminded every once in a while um that one of the greatest rushing performances in uk football in southeastern conference football history was Lynn bowden just doing whatever the hell
1: he wanted to Man, 284 yards. But they did have the rumbly tumbleys that game, so you gotta take that into consideration.
2: Oh, and it was elves down. <laughs> was down. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh.
1: A texter says, TJ told me he really enjoyed the beach volleyball scene where the boys get real sweaty in top gun. They no. really do have everything, like they have something for everything in that movie. You know, the whole movie is kind of like war, planes, engines kind of geared towards guys not again you know not to paint too broad of a stroke but that volleyball scene i bet women in the 80s just Ooh, were like popsicles
2: and you've got the, the love story element trevor was like oh that that love story is unnecessary it's like no you, if, to be an all-american movie you've got to sprinkle in a little bit of romance as well like that's just yeah. how
1: it's how good old-fashioned americana works you do. And I love this. You know, I loved he's hitting on her at the bar. And then the next morning, wouldn't you know it? Wouldn't you freaking <laughs> know it? There she is again. Although, like, uh, totally unprofessional all around. Everybody involved in that whole love. It, like, there, there was no attempt to try to be professional in that. She's like, I really, I, I totally can't. And he's like, okay. And then she's like, wait, well, hold on now. I could. I Okay, I can. Like, I'm in. That's really all the convincing it took from old Tommy Maypother in that movie. But I'm excited to see the 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 next one. I'm I'm, I'm ready. I want to go see it.
2: Nah, nice. Nice. Well, uh, I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Um it'll be it's actually pretty nice outside today. The the storm kind of cooled things off
0: for, us, so uh you don't have to be stuck in air conditioning the whole time. Justin, you playing golf today? I really want to. Do you think we got too much rain last night? Or do you think the ground soaked it up? No, uh, ground
1: soaked it up. You'll be good, buddy. It's
0: been cool. so dry as of late. Yeah, you'll be fine. Then, yes, I'm playing golf today.
1: Have fun. Uh, we're still looking to lock in the scramble day but We'll keep you all updated with that. One last text in the show. We'll wrap it up on that. Scoots needs to drive. Scoots needs to do the You've Lost That Loving Feeling pickup
0: song at the bar. Mm, probably not going to happen. But here's the thing right. about, here's oh. about the hotel bar. It is 95%, man. So I'm good. Hmm. Good. Hmm. Out. We'll, t- we'll, we'll put a pin on it. We'll, we'll circle back to
1: that. Something to think about. <laughs> Everybody have a great Monday. We'll get through it together. Not really. Uh, this is the last you'll hear from me until Tuesday. But uh, <laughs> best of luck on your journey getting through one of the worst days of the week. And uh, July is around the corner, though. And then once you get through July, it's August, baby, and we'll get into the swing of it. We'll get some basketball, football camp. It'll be a good time. We'll be back tomorrow. Let's cross our fingers for some news. This is Kentucky Roll Call. Big oh, X- yeah. I'm Big X Sports Radio. It's going down. Meet me in the mall. It's
0: going down. Meet me in the club. It's going down. Anywhere you meet me guaranteed to go now Meet me in the trail, it's going down Meet me in the mall, it's going down